KZSU, Stanford University's FM radio station, broadcasting across the Bay Area on 90.1 FM and across the world at kzsu.org. From the campus of Stanford University, this is the Modern Architect radio show and podcast, featuring one-on-one interviews with renowned and cutting-edge architects, influencers, and sustainability leaders. The show and podcast will inform, educate, and illuminate the transformation, joy, and inspiration architecture brings to our cities, communities, and lives. Hosted by architecture aficionado and principal of Accurate Architectural, this is Tom Dioro. Thank you, Shay. For our guest today, we want to welcome Kevin Bagnell, chairman, CEO, and founder of KB Industries, dedicated to smarter material for the next generation infrastructure. We'll be talking today in particular about FlexPay, an asphalt replacement made of recycled tires and stone. Just one square foot of the material can absorb 3,000 gallons of water per hour. Hello and welcome, Kevin. We're really honored for you to be here today. John, thank you very much. It's an absolute privilege. Thank you. What inspired you to begin working with uh, ecological and sustainable solutions? The challenge, basically. There's just the challenge of of developing a product that's never been really seen before, utilising a waste product and making that into a sustainable, profitable marketplace and then learning from the product, from the engineers and architectural alike. Nice. what brought you out here? You're based in Florida, correct? That's correct. Uh, I'm on a road trip right now. Oh, yeah. Three weeks, to be exact. I've been out. Uh, spanning the United States, we had a national footprinted corporation, and we obviously touched many different areas of communities, municipalities, states, and uh, urbanized growth areas. And because of the fact that the material against 3,000 gallons per square foot per hour, it lends itself to some fascinating urban development. Yeah, I really, uh, this is impressive. 3,000 gallons of water per hour that it can absorb. Is there any asphalt today that can do Well, Tom, we, again, porous paving's been out for quite a while. Um, that's porous asphalt, porous concrete, uh, way back as 20 plus years ago. And the difference between our material, FlexiPave, and those materials is that we're dynamic. We move. We're one big expansion joint. Love the word dynamic. Tell me, uh, it, tell me a little bit more about how it okay. um, works. Think of a tire. Think okay. of a rubber tire all chipped up and it squishes, it moves, it's flexible. And, compl- and comply that, or should I say join that with aggregate. And now you've got a material there that does some weird and wonderful things and offers up some incredible features and benefits to the engineering community alike. Nice. So, uh, uh, how has the response been to uh, your material? Well, let's turn the clock back, shall we, 16 years. Let's do so, please. Okay, Uh, 16 years ago was when the first FlexiPave, the first generation FlexiPave was installed on a sidewalk in Pinellas County in Florida. The reason for that installation was because of the cracking sidewalks that was caused by tree root intrusion, the hydraulic of the tree root. The reason for that is because the condensation that naturally exists beneath the concrete and the asphalt, the feeder roots would always go for that first and never really go down like a normal tree root would. You put flexipave in there and allow that water to go down and the air, now that tree is going to start to go down 
and become a much more stable, healthier tree and no cracking sidewalks where you've not got liability claims. This has many, many advantages to urbanised, sustainable footprint. Oh yes, I can see that especially cities, municipalities, I, I think I tripped on the sidewalk coming to the studios today. So the application is, shall we say, endless? Well, I will say this is that uh, we're not there to compete with asphalt or concrete, Tom. We're there to be used where asphalt or concrete cannot perform. So therefore we can be used juxtaposed with those particular uh, construction materials. Okay. okay. So, uh, what companies or cities have you worked with, say within the last year even, that you can recall, that, uh, uh, and what has their response been? Well, obviously, that um, when we started this company, and I say we because I've got a terrific team around KBI, um, I was very interested in, in uh, doing a lot of work in the northeast to get the freeze-thaw capabilities of the material. And then obviously we're down in the southeast in Florida. And primarily our, our clientele base was up in the northeast, your Boston areas, your upstate New York, New York itself. Then we're working down through the Carolinas down in the southeast. We have morphed, we have developed through the Midwest and now we're on the west coast. Um, really, if you think about this, Tom, is the urbanized development, the challenges with sustainable urban infrastructure mm -hmm. are there. We are part of that solution. We're not the total solution, but we are part of it. Giving a much more cleverer way of dealing with our most precious resource, water. Allowing that water to go back into the uh, groundwater aquifer, groundwater recharge, whatever term you want to use there. But not only that, we are actually putting sustainable profit dollars in play. That's, and that's, that's a difference. We're creating a new industry. Is that part of your presentation? Is, that how, is this part of how you can present the advantages and the benefit um, of, your, of your product? Well, obviously when you're looking at a product part that's got... It, yeah. yeah, sure. When, you, when you're looking at a product that's got so many features and benefits, one's got to make sure that when you're telling the audience or you're educating the audience that you get the proper feature and benefit that they're wanting to hear. Now, the engineering community as a whole has taught me, personally actually, more about what FlexiPave can do than I originally intended. Really? Seriously, yeah. Wow. And uh, because of that, um, I've listened to the engineering community and the architectural agencies and so on and so forth, and we've morphed the product to be adaptable in certain areas around the United States. And you've got to think about the United States. It's a big country. You know, you've got different weather fronts. You've got ice cold, freeze thaw, desert, tropical, and everything in between. So this product fits in every single place within that geographical space. Now, now touching on the stormwater, does it negate the need for stormwater uh, infrastructures or... Well, processes or if you think about the engineering footprint of a development okay okay and you think that well we need to look at the some of the uh, compliances that they have to uh, adhere to like the stormwater effect the 100 year storm event ms4 rule name it you name it there's many legislative tools out there we can give uh, a solution to reduce or even eliminate that retention pond that is valuable real estate piece of land. 
So if we're bringing in a character of that nature into the urbanised footprint and then you start looking at the water, groundwater recharge element, especially in California, now you've got something very special. And we can basically give that material to the developers and the engineering community and the architectural community a place where they can strategically use this to enhance the, the, um, the increased water need. Now you think about this, Tom. Think about this. Urbanization increases. Certainly. Population increases. The waste stream increases. Part of that waste stream is scrap tire. KBI has turned that scrap tire into part of the solution for the increased stormwater management need. That's pretty smart. If I may say yes, so myself, yes, it is. <laughs> All right, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and that's what drives me, and it's it's a, an educating, or should I say, an educational arena constantly to uh, uh, eager engineering communities that wanted to see. And you can you can well imagine that 16 years ago, when I put the first sample in there, and then I kicked over a 55-gallon drum of water off the back of a white truck. And it went down the ash fell like a tsunami and then disappeared into the into the flexi pave. The engineers were saying, where has this stuff been? Well, guess what? We can't use it way back then, but we've got to have plenty of testing. <laughs> and I knew that chicken and egg going in. So we've got years, 16 years of testing, acceptance, so on and so forth, interaction with various engineering communities around the United States and some really neat clientele, Yellowstone. Arlington Cemetery, Smithsonian Institute, Disney, the list is endless. So, it's not going away, Tom. This material is definitely got a position in sustainable architectural and engineering needs and development. That's terrific. How, going back to you, you mentioned Arlington, Disney. Were they, did they approach you? Uh, did you seek them out? How did you begin a relationship? A bit of both, actually. Yeah. Um, years ago, when I first came to the United States in 91, uh, I was basically installing uh, safety surfacing in children's play areas, that type of thing. And obviously that uh, you get to basically start doing work for these, these types of clientele. Um, but when I had the idea of mixing aggregate and rubber together to make a, a very strong, resilient, flexible, porous uh, paving, we became the first ever flexible, porous paving material. And when the certain engineers saw some of the world or the United States? In the world. In the world. In the world, actually, yes. And, uh, but there's a bigger driver to this, Tom. There's a bigger element to this. Yes, the material does what it does, but what does it really do? It has an effect, and it touches a lot of different tick boxes. We can tick box the bean counter at the state level. Sure. We can tick box the stormwater engineer. We can tick box the uh, slip and fall, ADA requirements, uh, stormwater management. But guess what? Eight years ago, this is fantastic. Eight years ago, I was approached by the EPA in Florida for the agricultural site on a dairy farm, right? The guy that approached me wanted to look at the material. And he says, I know this is very porous. I know it does that. I know it does this. I know it does the other. But do you know what I think it really does? And I went in amazement. You got me spellbound. What is it? It produces its own biofilm, bacteria, 
inside the pore space. The pore space is 23% emptiness and it's dynamic. It's moving, it's flexible, it's, it's uh, expanding, contracting. It's a perfect home for a bacteria, biofilm. I was perplexed when he said that. I thought, OK, I'm going to lose a company because I've got <laughs> bacteria. Is it bad bacteria? No, he says it's a good bacteria, yeah. Kevin. So my learning exercise was immense from that statement. In other words, that bacteria eats naturally dissolved nitrates and dissolved orthophosphorus. Those nutrient loadings are caused by fertiliser, pesticides, and so on and so forth. So guess what, Tom? Are you eliminating them to some degree? We 86%. 86% elimination. And obviously that's bearing upon weather and everything else. But sure. we've now got a, a paving material that's so porous, doesn't crack in freeze-thaw. It's ADA, it's very aesthetically pleasing, it's ergonomic, and now we're a passive nutrient removal as well. And we're totally benign. We don't leach anything. So we have got a position there to be used around open water body supplies, reservoirs, wellheads, and so on and so forth. Very exciting. Not only that, we can pull it on to 45-degree angles. We can even mix it in the sea. Drop yeah, yeah. How, how do you do that? I know we talked before, before, <clears throat> we, came on, uh, before we came on the show about the, uh, the sea factor. Well, let's talk about that, shall we? I'm, I'm, I'm a type of guy that I like to push the envelope with anything that I've ever done. That's in my character. But keep pushing. I'm, I'll never stop pushing. <laughs> but I will tell you this. I wanted to see other markets, other infrastructure marketplaces that could yield a high tonnage element. We'll come back to that shortly. This high tonnage element is not just on paving. It's in design of seawalls, maintenance problems, sidewalk maintenance problems, embankment stabilisation. The list is endless. And if you can connect that sort of understanding to cost savings analysis for maintenance line items for any city, well, there's no restriction for this product. So where can this product really go? Well, I'll tell you, it's not just restricted to the United States. We expanded back into the United Kingdom. We get calls from all over the world. We've just done the Yellowstone Phase 2 with Michelin tyres, as you know. And we gain a lot of interest because the only thing that changes is currency, language and culture. Urbanisation's the same. Stormwater management's the same. So we've got something here that's quite universal. We've not spoke about the actual fact that it's made from recycled tyres yet. Yeah. Uh, please, go tell us how, how you do that process. Well, uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. An average passenger tyre weighs 20 pounds. Okay? But I, when, de when developing this material, when developing this material, we wanted to make sure that it had a construction place. So we use 65% of the weight of that tyre. And it's granulated up to a specific size, quarter to three inch size, and we mix it to fractured face rock, the same size. In. We use one tyre per three square feet. Can you imagine the takeout of the tyres when this thing goes full tilt? Now we've, profit, we, now we've put into play an economic driver like never, ever seen in the tyre recycling industry. Now we're talking some serious cradle-to-cradle -cradle recycling with profit dollars attached to that. Wow. Okay. You're listening to The Modern Architect, KZSU 90.1 FM, Stanford. We're talking today with Kevin Bagnell, Chairman, CEO, and founder of KB Industries. 
It's been an absolute pleasure, Tom, and thank uh, you very much for having me on your show. Oh, I'm, I, we're honoured. It, it, again, about the uh, your recycled tyre process. Please, continue on. This is uh, fascinating. Let's look at that side of the equation, shall we? Okay, um, right back when KBI was formed, and incidentally, KBI does not just stand for Kevin Bagnall. Yeah. It stands for Kenneth Bagnall, my dad. He was a coal miner. Coal miner? Yeah, that's the guy that uh, gave me my work ethic. Believe oh, yeah. you me. And we'll say that enough about that. Yeah, well, I see. <laughs> you're pretty stout oh. yourself there. So how did, uh, so, how did uh, your dad inspire you to uh, come up with the name, your work ethic? Well, I remember my father telling me a long, long time ago when I was a little kid, uh, we used to get coal deliveries every two weeks. Okay, from the local coal mine, which he worked out with him and his brothers. And he says to me, he says, Kevin, in his dull tone voice, you only move a pile of coal once. <laughs> I thought, oh, okay, Dad. But I'll tell you what, Tom, that resonated with me through my life. And it gave me an immense amount of work ethic and stride. And when I started this particular journey with KBI off, I said to my father, I said, Dad, I'm going to put a company into position, and we're going to name it with our initials. He goes, well, sounds fantastic, that's all. <laughs> and basically, <laughs> he loved it. And uh, he saw me start the company. Unfortunately, he's not with us now. He died of black lung, which most miners did back then. So, but um, what he did do, he gave me the stride in business. And when I started the company up, I wanted to make a product that had the possibilities of such a magnitude of recycled tyre takeout that it would absolutely change the scope and the, and the scene of the tyre recycling industry instead of burning the stuff. Now, guess what we've done? We've started that journey. It's taken 16 years to date. We've got testing, specification, testimonials, great press, great stories, and we're on our way. I'll say it's really rolling, no pun intended. Yeah, and uh, that's a nice statement. I'll use. Can I use that, Tom? Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of statements, we also talked about um, how you how you learn because this is uh, although this is a, a, an innovative uh, material and product and company and people, um, is that that's the, that seems to be the theme of you know your your whole operation and as a person and as a, as, as a business person and as an educator um you said something rather interesting uh, please share it again about um you have two eyes two ears <laughs> and one mouth and and yeah, what, what's the what's the importance <clears throat> of that and, uh, significance well i understand business in metaphors trying to put it back into layman's terms so people can understand what i'm trying to talk about as well as my accent right <laughs> And my old man used to tell me, he says, Kevin, you've got two eyes, two ears, and one mouth. Well, it's pretty true in saying that because you can listen, you can, and you can see and speak only when you need to really say something. Well, I've done that through the educational process and I've listened to the engineering and wants and the architectural needs. And I've developed the business and the product to basically have these many different slots in community and social sustainability and so on and so forth. But what we've not done is we've not tried to push the green aspect because it is naturally green. That's just there anyway. But what we've also done is proven that the product has a industry position in, in, in construction. And that's been very hard to do. 
And, uh, and as such, uh, we become educators, not salesmen. Uh, if somebody says to me, Kevin, you're a, a hell of a salesman, yeah. I'm just saying, no, I, I like to educate. Yeah. Just finished phase three of Yellowstone Park around Old Faithful. Wow. That was an install. Right around Old Faithful? Around Old Faithful. Oh, do, you know, do you know why, Tom? Tell me, please. Because the aquifer replenishment is so important to those geysers. And if you've got impervious ash felt that's not only breaking off at the edges and can put contaminants into the geyser basin them, themselves, but we're allowing that water to go right through, but in the freeze-thaw, which extreme temperatures do exist, and up right up there, it's quite an elevation, we don't crack. It will not crack. Not at all, not in freeze-thaw conditions. It's one big expansion joint. So tell me, what are the, what are the uh, good people at Yellowstone saying when they experience this? Well, I'll tell you this, Tom. When we did the first phase last year, and we came back to do the second phase this year, you want to see the uh, reaction of the pop uh, of the visitors to Yellowstone Park when they walk and flexibly. You can see the physical reaction because it's it's more ergonomically better for people walking, as much as anything else. Oh, my goodness. So that's just one well-known project mm -hmm. that you're working on. You said Key West. We, does it have every every tree? Every tree. And guess who the puts city. guess who puts that in? You're gonna love this. Yeah, who? The municipal worker themselves, because we have a program called the Green Partnership Program, which we train the municipal worker department, maintenance department, or whatever, to put this material in. So they now can have access to this material for the smaller installs, like tree surround, so on and so forth. We've took that a step further. What about bringing it into the correctional industry, which we've done? This year we trained our first inmate crew in a prison, I can't say the prison, but we yeah, did sure. a, a first prison. It was a women's prison, believe it or not. Now we train inmates. So we now got a skill set that we can train inmates and we can rehabilitate them as well. Because when they come out, we can possibly place them with a contractor. Pretty neat. Yeah, and so this is in several states or one state for now? Okay. Just one state right now. Okay. Uh, I'm on my way to another state uh, shortly yeah. on this road trip. Uh, and basically, that uh, this is a this is a really exciting uh, part of the business. This is this is my side of the business. I like to open up new marketplaces. Yeah. Speaking of opening up new places, how does it work with with uh, even potholes? It may be simplistic, but it, I, I run into them just getting here. <laughs> um, well, we we I was asked I was asked to do that uh, some years ago. In fact, our first pothole mix went in Cleveland uh, some years ago, and what we do with that. We mix it like normal, but we put an accelerant in there so it can set up real fast. But you think about this. It's basically sticking to all the sides of the pothole. Even if it freezes, it's accepting those freezing hydraulics, so it's not going to pop it out again. So we have got a very interesting pothole material. Is it... In What's, if you're at liberty to say which cities or just, it's in numerous cities, municipalities? It's, it's, it's okay. in numerous cities. Uh, is that a marketplace? That not we, in most? Not in most, not okay. at all, no. Uh, again, the reason why it's not in most is because, let's face it, the footprint in the United States is a, is a massive marketplace. And, we, you know, we've got to educate accordingly to our means. and uh, But we've got to have a good story to educate from. And that's why the 16 years of developing of the material and testing uh, enables engineers to use this material now. 
how did you, how you grew up, influence your work now? If you can look back at it, is there any point in time where you could see what you're doing now? Like makes sense. Oh yeah, of course I was going to be doing what I'm doing. I recall when I was nine years old. What you know, something to that effect. <laughs> I think the nearest. We're reaching a bit, but yeah, but uh, you have an interesting let's, story. Let's reach a little bit further back, yeah. shall we? I, uh, I think the nearest thing to rubber or recycled tyres that I came in contact was. I used to be uh, a rubber diving suit in the Royal Navy. <laughs> you know, I didn't think I'd be doing this, but way back then, I can tell you that. Uh, but um, it's been a journey for me, I can tell you, and the journey's definitely not over. Um, you know, I, it, my industry fascinates me. I, I never switch off. Uh, I'm always looking at uh, infrastructure marketplaces that make sense, you know, that gives a, a return of investment because capitalism is what it is. Yeah. If you're not earning, earning a book or a shilling or a yen or whatever you want to call it, you, you ain't got a business. So, uh, but at the end of the day, I think the story and, and the message is very, very clear, very true, very realising, and uh, and very capable of doing where it can go. And uh, and that's what excites me. Where are we going to go next with this thing? Yeah. Well, I do have plans. Yeah. You're, the, speaking of plans, <clears throat> before we get into the plans, how, how have you tested? Your material, the third-party testing institutions. Or, yep, uh, all the above. Yeah, yeah. Okay. third-party testing. Uh, but the biggest test of all, Tom, is is, uh, is we can get our lab testing all day long. Real-life testing is where it's at. And to have 16 years in the ground, and our oldest install is actually 16 years old. A little story about that: that was uh, 528 yards of sidewalk with uh, live oaks every 20 feet on one side and the county that's county Pinellas that was very gracious in allowing me to do this and they put uh, a concrete path as well down on the other side exactly at the same time I do believe that they've been back to that sidewalk concrete sidewalk about 47 times over the years to, to, to recast it to you know crack it and because of the root tree roots guess how many times I've been back to Flexipay I'm going to throw something out you haven't been back Zero. So. so your return of investment is absolutely immense, absolutely. So, don't get me wrong, Tom. We've had our failures. We have to leave, we have to find out how far we can take this before it does fail. But uh, the real testimonial is time, and uh, and and I think that the the uh, you know tax dollars and that get pushed so far that we've now got the the storyline to the fact that we can give a great immense return of investment to the local municipalities and cities. That's terrific. How about lead qualification? Do you, have you we got worked nine, with leads? Yes, we do. We've got yeah. nine, nine lead points. Nine, so it's nine lead points? Nine lead points on the material, yes. Okay, has that been a factor in uh, some of the cities electing to go with you or any architects specifying your material? More or less the architects because when they're looking for lead lead point to projects, you know, the more lead points we can give them, the better. Sure. Uh, con continuing educational points as well as much as anything else. Lunch and learns, that we do a lot of that. In fact, I did a lunch and learn in, in Los Angeles this last couple of days. Oh yeah, how'd it go? It went extremely well. Yeah. I, I, you see, the reaction that I get, Tom, from, from uh, architects and engineering meetings like that, uh, I love the questions that come out. Because invariably, I'll get a question that I've never been asked before. And that is challenging, and I like that. You sure embrace the unknown, don't you? I certainly do, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> well, there's much ahead, uh, much ahead, that's for sure. So what, what kind of questions do they ask that you, let's say recently that you've said, oh, that's a good one. I haven't thought of that. Well, you scratch your head a bit. We've got a, you know, obviously an architect, an architect that thinks a little bit different from an engineer. Uh, I'm not an architect and I'm definitely not an engineer, I can assure you that. But uh, some of the questions are, can we make it pink? Can we make it sky blue? Can we? <laughs> yes, we can. We can actually. Uh, we've got uh, specialised uh, uh, binding agents, and that's, that's what binds it all together. Tom is a specialised binding agent. Uh, it's like the secret sauce, Tom. That's what it is. Wow! Yeah. Wow! You know, I'm going to go back to the sea a bit, just because I'm seeing the, the connection with uh, with who you've worked with and what you're what you're doing. Is it could it act, serve even as a, a coral? Sanctuary. I mean, I'm really reaching here. All right. But, okay, but well, why not? Let me be very careful how yeah. I answer that. I mean, there's yeah. been many, many times where uh, they've bumped the tied tires together, thrown them over the side, and let's have an artificial reef, and then all of a yeah. sudden the tires get blown apart by a hurricane or whatever. Sure. And before you know it, there's tires all over the beach. Um, can we make? Can we mould this material? Absolutely. Uh, we can make this material one and a half inches thick, which is our normal flexi paved thickness. Or we can make it 10 feet thick. The process doesn't change. It could be 10 feet thick. Yeah, we can, we can mould T-wall sections as a retaining wall. So let's think about this, Tom. We're giving the least path of resistance for water to go through. So let, let, okay. let, let's let that physical dynamic occur... And when you start looking at retaining walls and tee back into the, into the ground or whatever, now the whole face of that wall is one big drain. That was about that. How far, I, I was speechless. That's how, why there was a little time on the air. How far do you want to go with this, Tom? <laughs> no, really, keep reaching with it. That's All why right. we have this show. Is we right. want to really well, let's take it a step see further, what our capabilities are. It has a pericity rate of 3,000 gallons per square foot per hour, give or take. It has 23% emptiness in that you can breathe through it. So we've got a non-collapsible pipe, if we wanted that. We can actually pump methane gas through it in landfill. We can design it that way, but have I got round to doing that yet? Well, there's only so many hours in a bloody day, I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we really can do that. Yes, it can, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, How is... I want to talk a little bit about then how it also affects stormwater drainage. Well, does it, uh, obviously, I would think it would minimize it, but elaborate, please. Well, the biggest challenge that I had way back then, uh, Tom, was uh, silt loading. Well, porous concrete silt load, porous asphalt silt load. Yes, they do. They have a a porosity rate, a porous pore space of about 13%. Uh, We're at 23%. But we're dynamic, we're moving, so that pore space is moving inside itself to a degree. You can't see it, but it is. So that really encourages the fact that uh, fines don't lodge themselves statically in the, in the matrix of the material. But because of the sheer porosity rates, it flushes itself, you know, which is absolutely remarkable. So the maintenance aspect of the, of the porous, flexible porous paving, flexi-pave, is very minimal. And that was a big, big obstacle that I had to overcome years ago. And obviously the only way we can overcome that is by having it in ground for 16 years. Okay? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. We're talking with Kevin Bagnall, President CEO of KBI Industries. Um, 
You're on The Modern Architect with Tom DiOro, KZSU, Stanford 90.1 FM. Kevin, how... Again, go in and stay with stormwater because that's a lot of yeah. it, it, it issues in cities now and they're really looking to address that. Um, are there any c- c- municipalities that you've worked with that are exhibiting that? that oh, yeah. 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 Let's look at it in another way, shall we? Um, there's a rule called the MS4 rule, which is based around a 100-year storm event over 24 hours. And the various place, uh, obviously, uh, the geographic, geographical location will depict the uh, the amount of water in that 24-hour period. Just so happens in Pinellas County, this is 12 inches of rain. It's approximately around about 178,000 acres in Pinellas County, and the, but but in that acreage, there's 47% Class A soils, high perk soils. So guess what? These new engi- these engineers that are coming up now, 16 years ago. This material wasn't available because the testing wasn't there, the longevity wasn't there, testimony, so on and so forth. It's available now. So these young engineers or these engineers are now saying, well, look, if we actually put this material in strategic places around the urban footprint, now we can control or allow that groundwater recharge to recharge our aquifers, groundwater. Well, believe you me, Tom, that's very, very exciting to to enable these engineers now to do that. We're not saying that we're on the highway because we can't do the highway because we are a frictional course material that cons the ABS braking system, but we can be the sidewalk, we can be the embankment, we can be the pull-off, we can be many other things. And believe you me, that surface area alone is mind-boggling. How about even parking lots? Same thing with parking lots. Okay. We can be, to cleverly manage a parking lot footprint, we don't have to be the whole parking lot, Tom. We can be selective parking bays, or we can put a four-foot perimeter flexi pave around the parking lot and have the crown of the asphalt drain into our material. So we become the drain for the parking lot. Now, get a lot of this. If we become the drain for the parking lot on these strategically located geographical areas, high-perk soils, we've now eliminated stormwater piping. And we're keeping that stormwater on site. Now that's powerful. Well, in addition to your your delivery, your personality, and the actual material product that you're talking about, it's a that's why I pause. Again, you've eliminated stormwater. Do I hear that correctly? Well, I wouldn't say we've eliminated okay. the stormwater totally. We're part of a next generation infrastructure, smarter material to address that. For example, grey infrastructure is a very, very expensive, i.e. concrete tanks, this and that, the other. We're allowing nature to do what it does best. Let that water get back into the ground naturally, as it used to do millions of years ago, through very porous surfaces. So you're, you're actually, you think you might be innovating, but you're actually replicating what was actually once done naturally. Yes, exactly. You, you, you're giving the least path of resistance for that water. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> of course not. Um, the, uh, you also install for uh, charities. What, if you don't mind, of how how do you do that? We've yeah. we, we've been, you know, obviously we've got to always watch the uh, the, the mighty dollar. Yeah. But we've donated uh, and reduced prices and worked with non-profits and that type of thing. And and we've put, we've done a lot of freebies out there. 
you know, yeah, it's good marketing. From I'm asking just, or, uh, or both? Asking bo- and you, both. You're, you're, working with them, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, you know, again, uh, we've got to make sure that we selectively do this. Yeah, and how about the ADA uh, compliance? Well, we, we exceed all that. Exceed it? Yeah, yeah, we, give, we, yeah. Are, we are the perfect ADA surface out there. Really? Absolutely. Wow. <clears throat> and is there a... Uh, do you pay special attention to that particular uh, solution? Or, well, we, or have to, just... we have to. I mean, there's ADA uh, compliances, uh, i.e. in the slope, percentage of the slope, <clears throat> should be on uh, 2% crossways and 5% longitudinal. So we have to we have to adhere to existing ADA requirements, yes. Okay. okay. And, and what are the problems, you know, um, I have here, the... Uh, <clears throat> When your childhood, I know we're, we're jumping here, but I think it's going to be relevant again is, uh, is to how you're doing this and you're returning back to what nature did on its own, but you're, you're helping it with your brain. Do you, do you see now in some of the things that you've done, even when you're with the British Navy, how that impacts what you're doing a bit? A oh, little? yeah, very much so. Yeah? Yeah, I think, uh, I think to pull something like this off is, it requires a lot of discipline self discipline and the and the the willingness not to quit <laughs> you know uh, i have had my i've had my obstructions along the way tom and and disappointments but uh, i always looked at the bigger picture but I've, what i've always done is i've always tried to keep a, a, a positive manner to what i'm doing and, and the enthusiasm my god has always been there <laughs> I don't, in fact, I don't know where it comes from sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I will say this, is that uh, it's been quite a journey for me, and it's not over. Uh, we are we are being asked to, to go into many different countries, even Haiti, believe it or not. I've been down in Haiti. We've, we've been installed in the Caribbean, Dominican Republic. And uh, overseas, we're in, we're in the United Kingdom, KBI UK. Uh, you know, you go on their website, kbiuk.com. And, uh, and basically, again, every... Every uh, municipality or urban area has the same problem. Water, conservation, stormwater management, it's all the same. Floods, why do we flood? Why do we get mudslides? Because we're not proactively designing these, these, uh, these areas where we can do now with this material. What do you think some of the challenges of not why, why they aren't, uh, why um, companies cities are not as proactive is it because the dollars are not available is it because the awareness is not there is it because they're just not um, are they not as concerned and more reactive than proactive i think what it is tom is a bit of both uh, it's the availability of the disposable dollars for capital projects maintenance projects is a different line item but the educational platform is is key now we've got to understand this when you bring in a new product out nobody wants to be the guinea pig well, the guinea pig days are well and truly over. Now we've got to be a company that's uh, more on an educational front uh, constantly and making ourselves available to that end. Okay. So uh, how has has the industry been reluctant, say, say 10 years ago, since you've been doing 60 years? Ten, the, within the last five, has there just been a complete awareness and acceptance, or is it... Uh, always get the same challenge no i think i have to be quite honest with you it's becoming easier because now it's the the product is now it's got it's got uh, pedigree it's now got a pedigree that, that people can uh, lean on and, and not only that i think the stormwater lo- uh, laws around the country are changing in fact in our favor 
Uh, in fact, there's some cases you don't think I wrote the law, but we, we have not in any shape or form. Yeah. Uh, we were helping it. And, uh, but I do think there's changes in the tyre recycling industry as well yeah. that's, that's promoting this, uh, especially with, uh, with Cal Recycle in California. We're actually on that uh, website, and, uh, which is great. California is, a, is a, a proactive leader in this sphere. Uh, so uh, I really think we're doing some smart things, but it all comes down to education. It comes down to having the, the name out there, having the product out there, and giving the answer to the engineering community as a whole, because they have m- immense challenges with, with urbanised growth and that type of thing, stormwater management. Yeah. Uh, the sidewalk, your sidewalk system, how how uh, how does it work? Uh, it's quite simple. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, it's an inch and a half thick of material. It sits on four inches of crushed stone, so we can actually put it. Now we can put a bulldozer over it, or a, or a truck, or anything. It's amazing. It's very, very strong. We can put it onto compacted dirt for the trails. We mix on site. There's no heat. We're totally benign. There's no VOCs. Zero VOCs. Zero VOCs when cured. Yes. Oh. Not bad, eh? How awesome! I'm telling you. Wow. How did I, how did all this come about? I must have been a chemist, but I am not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, did you enjoy chemistry? Oh, I did them? at school. I used to have a natural affinity for chemistry. Oh, you did. Okay, did, so yes, so yeah. so this isn't that unusual or far fetched from what it is that uh, you, uh, as you said, a natural affinity for. I've uh, I've been cursed with an inquiring mind. We'll leave it at that. Cursed with an inquiring <laughs> mind. So you're becoming younger as you get older. I would like to think so, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't we all, right? <laughs> Yeah, the curious case of Benjamin Buttons. Yeah, so, there, there you yeah, go. It's a good film, that. Actually, I like curious that. case of Ke- Kevin Bagnall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now okay. that could be quite a statement that could go worldwide. The curious case of Kevin Bagnall. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I'll lighten up on you. Right. I'll lighten up on you. So, how what type of tires are used in the process? Are they uh, passenger vehicles? Are they truck? It's uh, a very all? good, very yeah. good question. Uh, when the material was developed, it had to have a very, very wide range of, of things in it. The tyre consumptive use is tyres, passenger or, or, or off-the-road tyres. doesn't matter. But also, the mixing side of it on site, let's talk about the contracting side. It has to be friendly to finishers, to guys that know how to lay flat surfaces and so on and so forth. It's only a case of the working with a different material, a different discipline, and we train them with all the tricks. So we train contractors, we train uh, uh, municipal workers to put it in, we talked about the inmate program, and we also train uh, universities and so on and so forth. So uh, it's about training, it's about certifying, it's about you're only as good as your last job. Oh, yeah. Quality control. Excellent. There you go. Okay. You're listening to The Modern Architect with our guest Kevin Bagnall on... KZSU 90.1 FM and KZSU.org. Kevin, about the, the, the tires, are, where, where do you get them? Do the, you receive them? Do you go uh, get them? How, they come to you? How does, how does the process well, That's go? an excellent question, Tom. And that is what the, the end game is for KBI. Uh, right now, we, uh, we buy from existing granulating companies. There are quite a few of them out there. Uh, there's not all the machinery can make the granule that we need, uh, so we specify the granule that we need because it's an engineered product. It has to work within a certain range. There's no steel, there's no fluff, no cord. Uh, in the early days when we started, we had cord. We developed it and developed it and took the cord out. So our supply chain is numerous across the United States and overseas. 
So um, the aggregate comes from various quarries around the US. It has to be dry. This is a moisture-cured material. What do I mean by that? Yeah, what is it? Moisture-cured? No, moisture-cured material. So in other words, when we mix this stuff up on site, there's zero waste, number one. We mix it, there's no temperature, number two. But when we mix it, it pulls in moisture. Mother Nature's moisture, humidity, so on and so forth. So basically, it cures with moisture. So in Florida, there's a lot of humidity down there, so it will cure a little bit faster. We've still got time to work with it. If we're in Albuquerque, there's zero moisture there, so we have to put some spray water on it afterwards. Pretty neat. So you're able to adjust. Exactly. Yeah, to any any, any temperature. Any temperature. Any location. And we can we can actually uh, install this in, in near freezing temperatures. Now, it's not so very good on the digits. You, get yeah. a bit, you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the digits. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, we, we do have that advantage. But, uh, yeah. How does it work, the freezing, the freezing factor of it? I know, it, obviously, it, it works great when it's not... Uh, it works great all the time, but explain a little bit about the freezing. And well, the, the, freeze, the freeze store side of it, once this, once this material, flexipave, is set up, uh, basically, if you get water in there and it's going to freeze in the pore space, well, guess what? It's freezing against rubber. The rubber component, the rubber aggregate, uh, sorry, the rubber granule there, takes the compressive hydraulics of the freezing to- water so it won't separate it. Yeah. All right. What do you feel is the, the greatest challenge when it comes to uh, working within the sustainability? Let's say, let's, let's, let's make it simpler. What has been one of the biggest challenges in the last 16 years if you're at liberty to say so and if it doesn't hurt, no, it's, hurt it, you right I'm trying now. to think I'm trying to think of the right answer because it, <laughs> was there that many or were there yeah, it's, was, it, it, it's, it could be a collage of answers that okay but I'm going to think of I'm trying to think of the main answer the, the main answer is the acceptance of a new material that was so new to an emerging sustainable marketplace Sustainability is now a, is, is a constant word used in, in construction. Way back then, it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was not used as, as prevalent as it is today. So the, uh, the sustainable marketplace is one of educational acceptance, understanding, and the understanding from a layman's t- point of view. That's, one of the, that's been one of my biggest challenges. Yeah, yeah. how about the people involved? Well, the, the people, the people yeah. involved, you know, like the clients? Correct. Well, the clients, again... Or prospective clients. Uh, the, you've got to understand, when you bring a new material out, nobody wants to be the, the first guy on the block. Because if it goes south on you, he's going to take the full responsibility of that. That was the, that was the biggest challenge that I had. So, uh, excuse me. <clears throat> so what happens then... Sorry about that. What happens then is that we've got to basically put our heart on our sleeves take all the bumps and the, yeah. and, the, and the barriers of entry and override that, that, that basically that uh, rough road to get it accepted. So that was my biggest challenge. Yeah, like there's a great line by uh, the uh, <coughs> former film director, I believe, Federico Fellini, who says, the visionary is the only true realist. Would you think this applies to what it is? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. How, how, how so? Yeah. Well, um... Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, the vision of KBI is like a jazz solo. Okay? You've got a set of chords. You start playing the jazz solo, and then if you pick up the instrument again and, and stick to the same chords, 
it will change, the solo will change, never the same. The visionary of KBI's marketplace is a dynamic marketplace. It's changing all the time. Okay, it's got and dynamics is a is a musical term, is it? Sure it is. Okay, so the vision of the KBI is is it, we are involved in a very rapid change in infrastructure marketplace. So my vision has got to be in tune where the marketplace is changing. In tune. In tune. Perfect. Want of a better pun, right? <laughs> yeah. I could have thrown a few crotchets and quavers in there, Tom, but you know, I, I didn't have the space. Keep it going. I love it. <laughs> yeah. We like be, we like being first here. Okay. So so it, 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 again, elaborate a bit on the the tune. So you're finding the, the tune, and it, it's not the same. The marketplace yeah. is changing drastically, Tom, uh, and and. I think that we've got to be very cognitive of, of uh, our responsibilities as the market's unfolding. Uh, we've got to respect the use of our water and our water supplies and the contamination of that water. We've got to respect that through better planning. And I never thought that the, the material or the placement of the material or the market space with the, of the material would be so in tune with where infrastructure sustainable development is taking place that's where we are yeah yeah it's very exciting I've got to tell you that and uh, I, I do think that the uh, the increased waste stream as well is is very very important that we, we we keep an eye on that so if you think about this the increased waste stream component with an increased urbanization stormwater component well, we're somewhat in tune with that. We're supplying a product there that is in tune in both of those spaces. Okay. Yeah, I'll say that's pretty exciting, isn't it? I think so. And now, do you, when you uh, when you drive around or walk around, do you see so many applications where? Oh, very much so. Yeah. Why? You know, I could say, well, why aren't they using this there, and why aren't they using it here? And many of the reasons is probably why they're not. They don't know it's available. Okay. And the way to get it out there is through obviously ex expositions and shows and and, uh, and and meetings and so on and so forth, and 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 facilities like this, you know, uh, getting on the air and telling the story, Tom. Yeah. And how how is this? speaking of the story? Other media outlets that you've either reached out to or have come to you hmm? that uh, looked at uh, applications, installations. We've uh, obviously the, we just done phase two of the Michelin, uh, the Yellowstone uh, Park there with Michelin World. Worldwide. They put a lot of PR out there worldwide uh, with our uh, with our you know association. Uh, we've had CNN, we've had Channel Ten, Channel Nine. We've I've been you know as you know I'm not sat in a suit here today, but I've, I've, I do own a suit by the way, Tom. <laughs> Just so you know, I can look the I can look the part. <laughs> but uh, no, we, we've got a uh, we've got a uh, a, a myriad of. Of, uh, of interviews and so on and so forth on YouTube, etc. Yeah, what continues to inspire you? Wow. <laughs> um, what just what continues yeah, to really, inspire what, what, me? What continues to inspire inspire you? Is it uh, whatever it is? You know, is it a person? Is it people? Is it yourself? Is it your own voice? You mentioned you're a musician as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I used to play tenor sax quite a lot in. in, in in classic rock bands and stuff, that was a, that was a fantastic oh. release. Um, what inspires me is that I've set myself on a path here to pull this off. What what am I trying to pull off? Yeah, exactly. What, that's what you're, that's what you're yeah, trying to because I think you've been successful to this point, but some would measure it as uh, you know I don't know how you determine that success and at what point will you kind of sit back and say, oh boy, look at look at this. You know, it's a better wor 
different, where I live in a better world because of how I contributed to it? Is there a point where you may arrive, or am I reaching? I think the measure of success is is uh, can never be quantified. Because if you can quantify the measure of success, then you've done it, and then, quite honestly, where's your ambition? You've, you've got none left, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, absolutely. All right, so let's, let's, expand on, on, let's expand a little bit on that. Um, I want to basically have a material or the use of the process, flexi-process, the same material mix, to help consolidate and quantify a tyre recycling industry that's in need of a unit of accountability through profitability. We have that vehicle now. KBI, KB Industries, is turned into a vehicle and not a product. Vehicle. So there's, it sounds more like a movement, again, no pun intended for tires. But yeah, is it's, it? it is. It's a, I, I do believe that, to be quite honest with you, KBI is attracting uh, other other products or other understandings, which we have another product which we won't talk about today. Uh, maybe we talk about it next yeah, week. Yeah. Who knows, huh? If I'm passing through here again, Tom. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I do believe we've got a vehicle here, Tom, and and the vehicle has never ever been built before. And my ambition yeah. is to continue to build that vehicle. And it's the people that's on the vehicle or on the bus, whatever you want to call yeah. that, <clears throat> that will make this a success. So that's your idea of a, um, a fulfillment. Let's put it Correct. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, Tom, when it, when, especially when you see the people at Yellowstone, the, that was three weeks ago when we finished that. Was this, that recent? Yeah, that was phase two. Okay. The, the, the look on people's faces when they come off the boardwalk and step onto our material is one... It inspires them because they what is this stuff? And then obviously there's notices and signs there that in Yellowstone, my, I'll tell you, Yellowstone is a very fragile ecosystem. So it was a privilege to do that job. Yes, it is. How about even over here, out here in California with Yosemite? Have you reached I, out to them? Oh yes, I, I actually had a meeting with Yosemite uh, this week, and I tried to get over the uh, the passes there. They're all closed for my bad luck. That's the biggest detour I've ever done in my life. <laughs> But uh, I had a meeting with the Yosemite uh, uh, this week. Yeah, yeah how was that? How, how did that go? For <clears> he <throat> went very well. Yeah, very well. Great guys. Uh, Where's like, their curiosity with this? Um, I think because Yellowstone's used it in the extreme weather and everything else, that it offers up a, a lot of maintenance uh, benefits. You know, constant maintenance issues with tracks and trails and so on and so forth. So we, we're, if you think about it, if we're doing 3,000 gallons going down, we're doing it coming up sideways, diagonal. So if you if we have a flood, it's not going to pop off the pavement; it's going to come back out again. Okay. So you're putting a lot of people to work as well. That's right. We're creating a new, we are creating a new industry. That's quite a statement, isn't it? Yes, it is. You don't hear that very often. No, and, and that's that's pretty. Uh, I'm not yeah. a politician, and neither do I want to be. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> but we're creating new tax dollars. Yeah. Wow. So, so new tax dollars, <laughs> new. Uh, you, you have an entire economic stream, so to speak. Exactly. And the, that's where the, we start ticking these other boxes, Tom. Oh, I love that, ticking the boxes. Yeah. Instead of checking, you call them ticking. Ticking, I'll check. Okay. Tick it's like aluminum and aluminium. I, I get a bit confused. You know, I so. love the aluminium. That's a great, <laughs> great, great call. Great call. Oh, so, so you've got the curiosity. You've got a marketplace that's very reticent. Mm. You have a, a, an education platform. Um, I guess here at KZSU Stanford, mm -hmm. uh, in addition to your other media outlets, uh, 
where do you see the company in the next, say, five years, two years? Okay. Let's go next year. Let's, Let's go make it quick. We'll make it next year. That's it. We, we, we're, now, we're now putting on a, a greater educating platform, my uh, key account managers per state. Uh, I think there's, we need one per state. That's where we're going to go on, this, on that side. Next two years, I believe there's a con- vertical integration that has to take place within the company. Vertical integration, that means in the tire industry itself. Five years out, I think we're going to be a juggernaut. I think we're going to be an absolute major player. Uh, not only in this country, but in other countries. You know, um, that's my ambition. Can I do that on my own? Absolutely not. Yeah. I've got a fantastic team. I'm looking for uh, very, very key influences within the industry, uh, strategic partners, strategic alliances, so on and so forth. And it is a complex picture, I'll be honest with you. Awesome. Okay. Well, Kevin, it's been a pleasure having you today. I'm really honored. I really, it's, really It's been my pleasure, yeah. Tom, and I, I never get tired about talking about the story. <laughs> well, we'd love to have you back again. Well, it'd be my, I'd love to do that. Thank yeah. you very Thank much. Thank you. You've been listening to The Modern Architect. I'm Tom Dioro. Our guest today has been Kevin Bagnell, chairman, CEO, and founder of KB Industries. We've been talking today in particular about FlexiPave, an asphalt replacement made of recycled tires and stone. Just one square foot of the material can absorb 3,000 gallons of water per hour. For more information, please go to kbius.com. That's kbius.com. Join us again next time when we welcome another outstanding architect, building influencer, or civic leader committed to positive and sustainable cities, communities, and lives. The Modern Architect is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and is a production of KZSU Radio. The producer is Michael Longoria, recording engineer Akshay Jaggi, assistant engineer McGregor Joyner, and we're all assisted by Bryce Carter. The production manager is Akshay, and the executive producer and host of The Modern Architect is Tom Dioro. If you wish to contact us, our email address is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. That's interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. Thank you for listening to The Modern Architect. All right.